everyone welcome back this is the logical report and i am sergio and it is great to have you here again let's uh talk about i want to talk to you about something that's very dear to my heart a lot of people are accusing me of being liberal even though liberalism is responsible for a lot of the good things that you have liberals are responsible for you getting fair pay. Uh, They're responsible for the child labor laws that we have nowadays that keep you from working poor children to death when they're underage. Uh, Women to vote. I think I may have mentioned that one. Uh, Blacks, you have a right to vote because of liberals. Uh, Now, but they were liberals. Imagine that. They were Republicans, and they were liberals. They were Democrats. They were conservative. But now it's flip-flop. Now the Republicans are conservative, and the Democrats are liberal. How did that happen? Well, that happened back in, in, the, back in the 60s when LBJ signed the Civil Rights Act. Well, all the conservative Democrats, all the Democrats who weren't too happy about black people having equal rights with everybody else, decided to leave the Democratic Party when that happened. So where do you think they went? You think they're in the Green Party? <laughs> they're not in the Green Party. They're, they're in the Republican Party. All the races joined the Republican Party after the signing of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. That's what happened. If, and now we're all confused. Nobody knows. Yeah, hey, now they, you even see other these other stations and what they do is they try to claim well you know it was the democrats that were that were against you know blacks having votes and now you know you see that on prager university all the time but what they don't mention is the civil rights act of 1964 that made all the racist people flip to another party because their party had betrayed them because they they let black people vote the point being is Stop thinking that the Republicans were all the one were, were the one. I mean, the Republicans did do some things, but you know, they didn't. They're not the same party they used to be. They they've completely flip flopped because of the fact the Civil Rights Act in 1964 made all the racist uh, Democrats feel betrayed. So they went to the Republican Party. Now the Republican Party is filled with racist people. That's why the Republican Party is called the racist party, because that's where they all went. I bet you won't hear that on Fox News or or any of the other conservative stations. You won't hear that on on Ben Shapiro, Ben Bullshit Shapiro. You won't hear that on Dan Bongino. You won't hear that on uh, that Lewin guy, whatever his last first name was, I can't remember, but you never heard it on the Rush Lumbaugh show when he was alive. 
You're not going to hear it on Fox and Friends. You're not going to hear it from Tommy Lauren. That's why all these people are considered racist, because they're with a racist party. They're with the party where all the racist people went. So the next time someone tells you that, now you know why. I consider myself old school conservative. Now, old school conservative is a little bit different than the conservative party we have now. I kind of consider myself an intellectual conservative because I don't. Now, watch this, guys. Watch this. I'm going to say something right now that will be completely taken out of context by one of the other groups. I guarantee it. Either they won't do it or ignore it because I just said this or they'll do it not paying attention to the entire clip. Entire clip. Um, here we go. Watch this. I'm going to say this right now. I do not believe in democracy. Whoa, that's scary, isn't it? Well, don't let it scare you because I'm not finished. However, I do believe it'll be stopped right there by the Fox News. They'll clip it right there where he says, I do not believe in democracy. Okay, here's the other sentence. I believe in intellectual democracy. Like Socrates did. You remember Socrates? I mean, this man died for his own beliefs. He drank hemlock. He said, I'll be, before, I, before I turn my back on my own beliefs, I'm not going to, I'm going to drink poison. Now, I'll say one thing even more. It was democracy that killed Socrates because they voted a group of about 500 people of every level of people and he was voted to be executed by a narrow margin of people not uh, unanimous like in our trials but a narrow margin of people like like 51 to 49 or something like that. That's what, so it was democracy that killed Socrates. On number two, I support the death penalty. I'm a supporter of the death penalty, but my my support of the death penalty is a little more different than most people. I believe in death before disgrace or dishonor. Now, I want to talk about the intellectual democracy right now. These are the two main, uh, basic beliefs. I probably have a few more I'll probably bring up later. Um, uh, when I talk about intellectual democracy, what I'm talking about is this. Well, think about this. When we have a committee, like a transplant, a transplant committee, talk about things like... who. Uh, let's say you got a, a organ that needs to be transplanted. Now, the whole point of having this organ, these are they're they're very few. There's, there's they're rare and they're and they're hard to come by. So we're very careful in our transplant committees, making sure that we get the most use out of these organs. For example, you know, if you have a drug addict who's still a drug addict, and you give him this, give him a kidney, you know. He may go out and get blow that kidney the night before with a, at a party or something, and so they look at the you know things like age, uh, mostly age. So it's it's you know if somebody's eighty five years old and there's there's a heart, 
You know, they're looking they're looking at this person. You've lived your life. They're not going to give you a transplant at age 85. They, they don't today. It has nothing to do with Obamacare, like Sarah Palin says. She's full of crap. But the, the um, you know, you're not going to get a heart transplant at age 85. And I, I could be proven wrong. There might be somebody out there, a one person, that one Bigfoot. But anyway, the point is... These people who get on these transplant committees, they don't let the janitor come in and sit in with this discussion. They don't let him come in and vote. All these votes are done by doctors and administrators who are probably doctors, too. And they make that decision. They make that choice. They make that vote because they're the ones who are intelligent enough to be able to look at the criteria. They need to look at the medical criteria. They need to look at the they need to know about, you know, drug addicts and this person has, I don't know, some other some other disease that might just make make this uh um tr- heart transplant a wash, you know. So what we what they do is they have people on there who are medically trained, medically educated and they make that decision. They don't let the the secretaries and the and the janitor and the plumbers and the electricians come on board to make this choice because they don't have the intelligence to do this. And when I say intelligence, I don't mean they're not smart. They're not they're, yeah, Of course, they're smart. They're everybody's smart. But military intelligence isn't about being smart. Right. So intelligence has nothing to do with smart. Intelligence has something to do with. You have the information to make this possible, and you're using this information. Okay, so now let's flip flap bo- flip flop back to <laughs> to the um, to voting. What could be more important than the vote that you do for the president? I mean, think about it: the president of the United States is going to, he's in charge of, it's going to affect more than just one person because the president now has the launch codes to all our missiles. He has the ability to move our military and and, and decide where they go, or in Trump's case, decide where they don't go, which was not in front of the White House stopping the insurrection. But I digress. Anyway, the point is, we don't, This is a very, this is not, the president of the United States now, his job is far more important than it was back in the old days, 1787. Because back then, you know, the biggest problem was fighting the Indians, fighting the British with, with nothing, you know, just guns and guns and arrows. And, and making sure farmers got a, you know, are, got a good, uh, are able to live, mostly farmers anyway, or all businessmen for that matter. They didn't have corporations. They didn't have the military tanks, airplanes, and bombs, the atomic bombs. They don't have all that stuff. So it's a completely different situation now. So coming back, coming forward now, we realize that this job is way more important. So it should have the most intelligent people of all. And that person is not the person who thinks that all these conspiracy theories are true. That person is not the one who thinks that Bernie Sanders is a communist. 
I'm, I would say right now, anybody who thinks Bernie Sanders is a communist should not vote because they don't, they haven't, they, you're not intelligent enough to vote. There's a reason why we don't let kids vote. They're too impulsive. When you get older, you're not supposed to be so impulsive. And that was one of the reasons that Plato rejected and what we got is sort of like Athenian democracy, which is based on uh, anarchic societies without internal unity. And we don't have that. We don't have internal unity. We, uh, we have, we're, we're all out for ourselves. Um, these votes, these, these democracies tend to follow the citizens' impulses rather than pursuing the common good. Democracies are unable to to allow a sufficient number of the citizens to have their voices heard. Think about that. We, I mean, we don't vote for the common good anymore. We vote, most people, you've heard people say that, I vote my pocketbook. Now that is actually a smart move, vote your pocketbook. But you need to think more than just voting for your pocketbook. You need to vote your pocketbook and your neighbor's pocketbook as well. I'm not going to vote a tax that's going to help just me. I want a tax that's going to help everybody, including my neighbor. And that's the kind of conservative I am. I believe in intellectual democracy. I think we should have tests. I think we should take a test now because we are now an advanced citizenship here. The world is not the same anymore. We are not the same. Our country is not the same. I mean, look at the kind of people we're electing these days. Have you seen what's been coming out of Kentucky? Some of the worst people, are, uh, worst senators and representatives are from Kentucky. You got Mitch McConnell. You got Rand Paul. And you got this guy named, what's his, Michael Massey? I mean, this guy's dumb as hell. He doesn't even know, understand. He thinks political science was a pseudoscience. I'm like, no, political science is political science. He can't grasp the fact that not all science has math and physics in it. Uh, it's a, science is a study of things, and he can't grasp that. He's that stupid, and he's a senator, and somebody elected him, and no educated fool would ever elect such an idiot. I don't believe that for one second. And that's the problem we have nowadays is we don't have intellectual democracy. That's what this country needs now. Intellectual d democracy. I would suggest you start talking about that. I think we need to start talking about intellectual democracy. You heard it here. It's uh, what's the date today? It's April 15th on a Friday night. And... That's what I believe. Now, my second prim my second thing is why I'm a conservative is I believe in the death penalty. Now, but I believe I don't believe in just an eye for an eye. You know, I don't think oh you kill someone so you get put to death. The reason why I don't think that we should have just an eye for an eye is because when you look at the murder rates, they're all in the poor areas of town. And that tells you that it has something to do with the economy. 
And if that's true, then the death penalty only targets the poor. And that's not fair. And that's not right. I think there are other forms of death penalty we need to consider. And we need to consider death before disgrace or dishonor. Think about that. Especially, I'm going to say this, especially when it comes to senators and House of Representatives and presidents and judges. I think every one of those needs to be a death before dishonor position. I think, you know, look, that's, I mean, we all get up there and swear, so help me God. But you know what? If you don't really believe it, it's bullshit. But you should have a contract that says, okay, I think we should consider the death penalty for what you did. Senators who take bribes should get the death penalty. They did in old Roman times. They did in old Greek times. They did it because it was dishonor was worse than death. So death was better. It was better to be dis- to death. It was better to die than to have dishonor. And anyway, that's what. But see, that is why Republicans think that I'm a liberal. They think I'm a liberal because I think senators taking bribes should get the death penalty. Now, that's my opinion, and and that, and that's what I believe in. And you know what they're saying? You know what they're doing? Oh, he's a liberal because he wants death penalty for it. He goes because you know why they think I'm liberal? Because they know deep down in their hearts that it's the Republican senators and the Republican representatives and the Republican presidents that are the most corrupt. They're the ones taking the bribes. They're the ones uh, putting themselves and their party before the common good of the people. That's why I'm considered a liberal, but that's a conservative view. I mean, if you look at the preamble of the Constitution, what's the one thing it says in there? I can resort resort the whole thing, and my eyes closed. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union— Establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity to ordain in this, in this constitution for the United States of America. But what is one of those things I just mentioned? Well, we provide for the common defense like a, like a motherfucker, don't we? We got plenty of guns. We got plenty of bombs. So we got the common defense covered. But what we don't worry about the most is the general welfare. That is in the preamble of the Constitution. It seems like everybody has forgotten that. And I guarantee you there's going to be some people right now wanting to take it out right now, now that I've brought it up. Promote the general welfare. Promote general welfare. And secure the blessings of liberty. That's in the preamble. We are failing the preamble of the United States because we're not promoting the general welfare. We're not promoting the general welfare. And until we start doing that, we're not following the Constitution. I guarantee you 80% of the policies 
that we have passed in the past 40 years do not promote the general welfare. I mean, ask yourself that question. When's the last time in the past 40 years, when have you ever seen Congress pass a law or anything where you went, oh, anything that made your life better? Now, if it, now I'm talking, I'm not talking about like abortion or whatever. Now, it, that didn't, I mean, if you're not getting an abortion, then passing a law that outlaws abortion is not going to affect you at all because you're not getting an abortion. And that, and and if you were, it would affect you negatively. So think about that. What has Congress ever done that you actually went, oh, thank God they passed that? Never. They never do. I'm still waiting for one law that they pass where I would go, well, I'm glad they finally did that. Well, damn that's about time they did that. I was hoping they would say that about marijuana. Hey, you know, let it, you know, it's about time they got rid of that law because a lot of people are going to jail that should not be going to jail because it's it's not really a crime. And I haven't seen anything pass out of Congress that even affected me. I mean, some of the laws are stupid. This don't say gay bill. I, I mean, total waste of time, total waste of money, but has no effect on me at all. None whatsoever. It does not promote the general welfare. We're still trying to get them to promote the general welfare. And it's not working. That's why I'm That's why I consider myself an old school conservative, because I don't believe we should just have the death penalty for people who just kill. Because guess what? The only people that are going to be doing that most of the time are poor people. So this particular law, only the death penalty, discriminates against the poor. That should go right up the hill. You know, when you, be- when you become a senator, you should say, look, if you're, if you're not willing to risk death before dishonor, if you're not willing to take, say, death before dishonor, and that should be part of the speech when they say, instead of saying, so help me God, say death before dishonor or disgrace. Or in saying it another way, if I dishonor this position, I will gladly take the death penalty. I guarantee you, you would probably hear see fewer people running for senator. And... Thank God it would be the exact people that you don't want running for Senate. It'd be the exact people that you don't want running for president. It would be the exact people that you don't want to have in the judicial system, in the Supreme Court. It would be the exact same, the exact people that you don't want in the House of Representatives. Death before disgrace or dishonor. Make them say that before they get sworn in. And it's, on, and it's on the books. Everybody sees it in front of all these witnesses. That would be a real swearing in. Because otherwise, you're just going through the motions of some bullshit, uh, bullshit procedure that doesn't mean anything. 
And I and I say that if if these people can't come in here and hold up their right hand and say death before disgrace or dishonor, then they don't mean what they say when they provide all these promises. They don't mean what they say when they come and talk about how they're going to take care of America or if they love America. They don't really love America. If you can't say death before dishonor or disgrace, you don't care about America. You've got ulterior motives that are about to be squashed with that phrase. Anyway, that's why I am what I am. I'm an old school conservative, and that's why. And uh, someday I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at my list here. These are the only two main ones I can think of. I could probably come up with another, but right now I don't have that. And I'll probably bring that up in another episode. As we roll on to the end of this show, I want you to say, I want to thank you very much for listening to the Logical Report. This is Sergio. Good night.